Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, DogCast every Friday, and ScareCast every Monday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook and Twitter. Stay heel, baby. I did it for The Rock. I did it for The Rock. I did this for you. Uh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. People's host Leland and the Visco Girl from the Midwest, the guy, Chad. The Visco Girl? Yeah, because you're just talking about your your your, your flask of uh, my hydro flask, cool water. That's a Visco girl, bro. No, that's totally being healthy as fuck during this pandemic is what this How is. How is a metal flask of water being more healthy? It just is. Something about that metal and that water makes me a healthy son of a bitch. Nope. And to our right, no, we have there is no the right. dog cast father himself. We'll wait. We'll wait to hear. Let's see if he comes Josh, in. Josh, any minute. You can jump on any minute. That's a no. <clears throat> yeah, there's a nothing there. You know why you're hearing nothing? Why? Because apparently... He's a pussy? He's a puss. This is how Josh rolls. Okay, just so everybody knows, this is how the dog cast father himself rolls. Uh, we set a time, what, four days ago. And, uh, hey, we're going to we're gonna get on air. We're going to do a show. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're all so excited. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... He's, yeah, exactly. Now you get that in my head. I I, I guarantee he has a, a hydro flask. Somewhere. And then he says, uh, hey, guys, I can't get on air tonight because uh, I'm doing um, remodeling my bathroom. And then I got this work thing. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we we banter a little bit. We play along with it. Then sure. he sends pictures. And uh, what's in the picture? But I can say this. Our uncle yeah, doing the The same man we him. talked about last week with his big fridge of Coors banquet god bless him god bless that man that, you, yeah, you know he's, he's gonna need a few banquet work. beers after whatever it is he's doing today for josh josh you better have bought him at least a 24 pack of banquet at least at, at the very least even then that's kind of a bitch move if you didn't even get him 24 if you were like dad i can only get you a 12 pack of the stubbies be a decent human being and get your father some beer yes <laughs> That's what needs to happen. So that's that's what the dog cast father's doing over there. He's uh, he's having his dad retile his uh, bathroom. Looks great, by the way. I mean, you were really I'm busy really watching my dad, guys. Seriously, my dad. Everybody knows that my dad can't work without proper supervision. Visco <laughs> girl, man. Oh, it's never going to get old, I guess. With all that said, we love you, Josh, and we miss you. So anyway, tonight. Man, we couldn't get enough the other night. The other night we had a whole schedule. We had a whole docket full we of topics to talk, to talk about. Up. We were supposed to. We never did. And AEW had has had some phenomenal shows. Now, as you're listening to this, there's been a couple AEW episodes pass. Uh, not that they're dead. That sounded weird. The two AEW episodes have passed. No, no, it's they're gone. It's two weeks. It's uh, you know two have aired. Okay, mm-hmm. to speak uh, to speak the TV terms. They're paired. Anyway, that was a tangent that didn't need to happen. Two what good did you shows. think? Let's just get into it. What did you think when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you had Kenny Omega with mm-hmm. Callis, and they're in the backstage, and they're telling the Bucks, like, look, 
don't worry, man. We're going to go out first because you guys have killer music. We love your music. You guys, we'll go out with Kenny's music, and then you guys come out with your music. And what fucking happens? Kenny comes out, and the good brothers show up. And then the, and then the Bucks never come out to, to wrestle. Just completely shitting on this reformed elite shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what direction do you think Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and the Good Brothers are going in? I think they're listening to the Turnbuckle Report, and they're doing cross-promoting, and I love it. Yes. I actually really do like it because I hated the elite before. Um, I don't like happy, nice factions. So I think all factions should be heel. I know that's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it. And if you don't like my opinion, you can get a Rivals podcast and disagree with me. Because you've loved the Four Horsemen since the day you were born. That's right. So I think they should be heel. I like the move. I love the Good Brothers. Um, this is I think this is amazing. I You know, here's the thing. When they left uh, WWE, I didn't know, man. I was like, I don't, I don't know if these guys... If these guys are going to be entertaining outside of WWE, I didn't really watch a whole lot of their indie stuff. I was just like, eh, I don't know. I've, I've heard good things, but I don't know. Unlike FTR, now when when the revival left, I'm like, I, wherever they're going, I'm watching because I know you could just tell like the cap was on them, and they were being held back. Right? Like you could just feel that. Where the Good Brothers, I didn't feel that at all. But I will tell you, Impact, you know, they they got a little more control. Don Callis has given them a little more control over their character. I really like it. And I love the crossover they have with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is top three best wrestlers in, in, in pro wrestling in the world right now, period. I mean, he definitely is. Uh, go back to Phoenix Omega. That's what we should have talked about the other night. We couldn't do it. We were just too busy. You know, we had Roman Reigns in the head. And uh, goodbye. Which, by the way, thank you for the caller. It was Nice. What was that kid's name again? Was it Landon Effries? Landon Yeffries? Landon Effries? Effries? Like but uh, yeah. you know what? Big fan. Big fan. Really liked him. Pretty good uh, Pretty good promo he cut on us there. Uh, he, and, did, uh, he did say I'm glad to see you, his mom let him get on, the, uh, get, on the, get on the air. Well, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I mean, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and most of them stink. But he did say he was a huge fan of the show. Guys, we haven't had this for a while, but... We're getting a caller. Hold on. Hmm? A caller? Okay. Uh, yeah, caller number one. You're, you're live on the air. Yeah. Go ahead and patch him in. Mom, does that mean that you need to be on the phone, Mom? It's me. It's me. <laughs> Hi, guys. Is, it, is, this, is this a big dog? You know it is, my man. Uh, How can I help? This is a, a long-time listener, first-time caller. My name is Landon Jeffries. He did. He did say that. So anyway, no, I, I, um, I think Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers could make the Elite exciting. Um, and now you have the Young Bucks. They're heel now, right? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, they're riding that line. I got to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I didn't even give. I didn't even wait for your opinion. You go ahead. Give it to me. I was more interested when FTR was holding the belts and what those belts were doing and where they were going. Now that the Bucks have them, I, am, I could give two fucks about the tag team titles now. I feel like FTR brought something to those titles. Legitimacy made them something, made them mean something, made you hate these guys week after week, hoping they would fucking drop the belt and didn't. And now that the Bucks have them, you're like, eh, whatever, fuck it. So, unless is they it get because in the back we of the hands of FDR, it? what's that? Is it because we expected the Bucks to get the belt since day one? I think we expected it. Yes, I know that one of them had COVID, the other one had a bad ankle. You know, so they're they're fighting against the. 
against the grain. But FTR brought something to those belts. They made them mean something. I think the, that FTR should be holding those titles again or at least getting back into the mix. Um, right now, they're, they're, they're too busy fucking around with Jurassic Express, and no one gives a shit about that at all. You know, we need to see more FTR heels holding the titles, going against some really good babyface tag team wrestlers. The problem is AEW doesn't have any good babyface tag team outside of the Bucks and Jurassic Express. And Jurassic Express just isn't there yet. If there was a mid-card tag team belt, those guys would be mid-card tag team holders. Um, but there isn't. So putting them in a championship match to me right now and winning the belts doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen they're going to get in they're going to lose or they're going to take the drop they're going to put over whoever the hell they're in the match with and then they're going to move on now that that has nothing to do with omega uh and and what was it an hour and we got an hour and 10 minutes we're (laughs) going to be watching the impact pay-per-view even though this is coming out on wednesday does rich swan does rich swan put on a show with omega like we get out of him in AEW with like um, Ray Phoenix. Um, here's my personal opinion: they the the waters are still cold with the whole crossover thing. I think that this is a chance. Rich Swan is their champion, correct? Is the yep. Impact champion? Well, okay, Moose so thinks he in, is, but yes, Rich Swan. Yeah, that's a weird angle, by the way. Anyway, um, Rich Swan is their their guy. That's the face of the company. AEW, Kenny Omega. It's the face of the company. Arguably. I mean, he's got the strap, so that's the face. I think this is a chance for them to get in the pool and see if they play nice, uh, to see what the ratings are going to be, to see what all the jive talk on social media is about this match. This is a chance for Impact and AEW to test the waters with this cross-promotion. If things go well, this leads into a singles bout between Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. But the only reason it's in it, it's a six-man tag right now because they're not sure. They're not confident. The two promotions aren't confident if this thing's going to go good or not. This may be where they're making a mistake. Because when you start putting in a a a six-man tag, you water it down. Because now what everybody really wants to see is they want to see Rich Swan and they want to see Kenny Omega. So when I watch this match tonight, I'm going to look for those times they're together. I think this match is probably going to get about 18 to 22 minutes. I think it's going to live in that realm, right? Because that's that's a that's a good Kenny Omega matches. He gets his time. They give him his time on AEW, and he's definitely going to be the boss hog coming into to Impact. So I think I think he's going to get what he wants. But in twenty, let's say it goes long. Let's say twenty two minutes. Uh, you're only going to see Rich Swan and Kenny Omega maybe six seven minutes of that time, uninterrupted. Maybe is that enough time to to give a litmus test? And I don't think so. I think they should have went full board. Let's give me Rich Swan, give me Kenny Omega. If let's go bust. If it doesn't work, it's not going to work. It is what it is. Uh, but this watered down. Let's let's just let's put our let's put our toe in the water and see if this is going to work. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Go balls deeper. Go home. Do you think it has a lot to do with the fact that the only way outside of Access TV that you can watch Impact is on Twitch? So they're not yeah. they're not on like a TNT or a USA Network or Fox. They're on either a streaming platform Mm -hmm. or access television, which not very many people have, you know, TNA used to be on, um, spike TV, very accessible channel. Anybody can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. 
to be able to promote something like this. I have Sling. It's on Access. Access is on Sling. I mean, most that's what most people. And I don't get Access. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and I don't get Access. I get. I can watch it on Twitch, which I have. But so that's how you're getting the build up. Just isn't there enough for me. Why didn't Rich Swan show up on AEW? He's not big enough, man. Because this this isn't about AEW getting a getting the shine. This is about Impact getting the shine. Yeah, I, I think, but that would help promote the match better, don't you? Like, Rich Swan comes in and kind of fucks with Omega a little bit after or during the match. Tries to throw the distraction out there, you know, something like that. Let's not forget, Chad, this is the wrestling business. And no matter how much Tony Khan is talked with a very positive light about his, from his wrestlers, uh, we're still talking about egos between... Um, Don Callis and Tony Cohen. So one of them have to concede that the one's better than the other. Their promotions at least, right? And that's Tony Cohen. He's the one pulling in roughly, you know, a little over a million a week on his program. No way Impact's doing that. I don't know. I haven't looked at Impact's numbers, but I can't think they're, I, I wouldn't say they're bringing in more than 300,000 viewership. Not with have you looked at that at all? No, to because the show I, I watch, I probably watch Impact. I watch a show, um, and this is this is being on a podcast and having to talk about wrestling. I probably watch Impact once a week, once a month, um, but I, you know, throughout the week I'll catch up on highlights and stuff like that. But to sit down and watch a show, yeah, never. I don't do that weekly. I watch AEW weekly. I watch SmackDown weekly. I skim through Raw and I and I skim through NXT. That I mean, that's honestly, if we're being honest about what I watch, that's that's it right there. And the rest I fill in the blanks with. Uh, you know, with, with looking at recaps. I am excited about this pay-per-view for more than just Kenny Omega and Rich Swan, but I'm really hoping that they put on a good bout. I am also looking forward to Rosemary with the uh, Knockouts Championship. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, but even more so, if Rosemary gets over, then you got to think that Abandon, uh, Abaddon, if you will. Abaddon. 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 Abaddon can have her day a- a- shine a- with AEW. Yeah. Now, I realize she already had her, her opportunity to wrestle. She took the fall. They put Sheeta over once again, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with Sheeta still being champion. Mm-hmm. But, man, you know, with with A.O. Abaddon, A-O. I, I wouldn't mind seeing her hold the title and just being completely creepy with it, so... Uh, I really hope for I really hope on the impact side of things that we get Rosemary. Now, there's some exciting things here to think about too. What if Impact becomes what Raw is to WWE and SmackDown? You know, you've got AEW Dynamite and then you got Impact. Would it be AEW Impact? I don't know. Whatever they come up with. I but then they not. have their two shows. And then they do their crossover at the two shows. And then you get Ayo Abaddon going against Rosemary. I I just that to me makes me more excited about this one little match that Omega's having with Rich Swan and this this three on three. I just I, I am just kind of really hoping that that's the direction they're going in and they're just testing this out. Like, is this gonna take off? Can we put impact on TNT on another night of the week or whatever channel? TBS, whatever they decide to do. You know, um I really hope so. I really hope what happens here is that Tony Khan sees the numbers and goes, All right, Omega going over there gave you guys more fans. I'm going to buy this show. Let's throw it on TBS or TNT, and let's just take off with this thing. 
and let's do what WWE has failed to do. Let's keep them separate. And then whenever there's this big like pay-per-view that we can cross the two over, it has a real crossover feel, even though it's still AEW. I, I'm really hoping that that's what they're trying to do here. Because as of now, there could be or couldn't be, and maybe he has or hasn't. Right now, they're still treating them like they're two separate promotions if Tony, if Tony, if Tony Khan hasn't already Tanya Katan. Now, do you think Tony Khan's already bought Impact and what we're getting right now is still true separation, even though they're under the AEW umbrella? They're still treating them like two separate Um No, I don't think he's bought them yet. Let me throw something out there, Chad. It, you look back on Vince McMahon. When he was going around and he, he bought the uh, WWWF, then WWF, he, when he bought that from his dad, he then started going around and buying other territories, right? That's how he got Hulk he Hogan. That's right, right? So he didn't buy these territories to integrate them and find a way how to give, you know, give this company a shine but still giving himself a shine. No, he bought the company, took the, took the players – and put a WWF jersey on them, and then put the other team, put, you know, <laughs> Georgia Championship Wrestling, all you name it, uh, Memphis, Smoky Mountain. He put all those libraries in his library. He liquidized the company. That's what he did. Tony Khan, if he wants to compete, and I don't know what his motivation is. Does he want to create the new NWA where it's multiple uh, territories again? Does he want to do that? Or does he want to compete with Vince McMahon? Because if he wants to compete with Vince McMahon and ultimately be the future of pro wrestling, because, I mean, come on, face it, Vince is on the back end of his career. If he wants to do that, then he's going to have to do what Vince did. He's going to have to buy an impact, kill the name, liquidize the company, maybe run a story angle for six months, and now that talent has an AEW jersey on. That's the only way to do it. He can't, he can't, he can't pander to Don Callis. He just can't do that. I'd like to see both, because we we get excited about the the multiple territory days. Like we you 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 and I, and I think no, I Josh, agree. Yeah, we've all talked about how awesome it would be to go back to the territory territory days, where once in a while you see a guy come over from his territory to that territory with the crossover, just like you know when whenever uh, uh, Ric Flair would jump from you know NWA to when he was know, the NWA champion to Memphis. Yeah. You know, he was, and he'd carry the title around and promote the shit out of it. And he'd give all these guys the rub while he was at the other promotion. Like, that shit was amazing. You know, especially when he was fighting um, Jerry Lawler. And he was a title holder and he came to NWA and just, you know, put Lawler over to the moon. You know, Mm -hmm. Lawler was already over, but just having Ric Flair show up, put Lawler over, way over. Now that could be what Kenny's doing here. Is he's going to put Rich Swan way over? And I know this is this is now technically Wednesday night. That pay per view's already happened, but we're recording before. So mm-hmm. yeah. let's just say that this whole match is indeed to put Rich Swan that title, that promotion over tonight. Mm-hmm. Although if Kenny Omega wins, down what? Like, I feel like you're burying Impact at this point. If Omega so wins tonight, what does that mean for Impact? Here's here's what can happen that would make all this work, and I think it would give give you what you're looking for, is you keep the company separate and you don't integrate them uh, on a weekly basis. So you keep Impact where they're at, AEW where they're at, NWA on YouTube. You know, keep them where they're at, and then you come together for pay per views. And they have a perfect opportunity for that right now because AEW only has pay per views every three months. 
Yep. So turn turn that every three months, turn that pay-per-view into almost like a Starcade or a Super Clash where you're bringing in talent. So then two, three weeks prior to the pay-per-view, you can integrate some of these Impact guys and NWA guys. Uh, you can integrate them on AEW, the biggest platform. It's It's got to go on the biggest platform because that's the only way everybody gets the rub, right? Yep. Then you can start bringing in the storylines. Let me throw a pitch out there. Let's say that this goes well tonight, which I think it will, actually. I actually think this is going to be a big hit for, for Impact because uh, how do you not go good with Rich Swan and, and Kenny Omega, even if it only is a combined of, of seven minutes total? You're going to have that. And then let's say the next pay-per-view, what is the next one AEW's got? Is, uh, is it Revolution, something like that? I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't Whatever want to get caught up on February that. February pay-per-view. Yeah. Their next pay-per-view, let's say two weeks prior to that, you now have Mick Aldis coming in and running a storyline with Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes. Hey, Cody, you've been on the sidelines doing your stupid little shows. You've lost your title. Guess who hasn't lost their title? Guess who's been the NWA champion for two years? Guess what you can't do that I have been doing? Tell and me guess, that doesn't jazz you up. This belt from you to begin Yes, with. Exactly. So that's what I would like to see. And then that that pay-per-view that is only three every three months, now we have, now we're, we're, we're cooking with peanut oil, Bubba. That, that's what I like right there. Anything that you, any anytime you bring up Nick Aldis and you say he wrestles so-and-so, I get excited for it. Because Nick yes. Aldis is such Can a Can you performer. please take your erection away from the camera? Oh, let me put it down. <laughs> Nick Aldis is such a performer, man. Like he, the dude just puts on a show in the ring. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say he's a, a top ten wrestler in in the business today, as far as oh, wrestling skill. But he oh, can I put on sure. a show in the ring. He's a performer. Mm-hmm. He he is an old school wrestling performer. What wrestling was always meant to be. He yeah. makes you hate him. He makes you despise him. You know he's not he's not you know Marty Scroll, but he definitely has that same type of aura about him where you're just like, oh, God, I like him, but I hate him so much. You know, he is the closest thing. Uh, he, he's the one that has got the Ric Flair gimmick, and he's come the closest to mimicking it. And I only say that because you still got Charlotte Flair, and you know, I, I get it, it's her dad and all that stuff, but uh, male wrestlers, there's been a lot that has tried to duplicate that Ric Flair thing and get that kind of heat. I think Nick Aldis may be the only one that's really come close to that. Because he has thing? that smug and it's that, that fucking accent right. he's got. You just want to see him smacked in the fucking mouth. And that's what, it, when I was listening to an old podcast from Stone Cold, he said, you know, in his day, when the bell rang and the match was over, he did not turn Stone Cold off. He literally had to go into his cabin okay, in, the, in the middle of the woods out of nowhere away from everybody to turn Stone Cold off. But if, if the camera was rolling or he was around a crowd, he said he was always going to be the baddest son of a bitch in the room. He was going to be yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nick Aldis. Always Nick Aldis. Camera's rolling around people. He is the same guy everywhere he goes with that title. And he's literally probably, he goes out to dinner. If he knows he's going to be around people and he's out to dinner, he's got the strap around his waist. He's Nick mm-hmm. Aldis at dinner. He's just got to be Nick Aldis. MJF. MJF is MJF Same everywhere thing. he goes. Yep. That's why these guys were successful because Ric Flair did it, Stone Cold did it. These guys never shut it off. These guys were always on, and the only oh time they had God. a piece of moment to shut it off is probably when they were at home behind closed doors, nobody's watching them. And then they can shut that character off. 
Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah. When the bell rang, he was Dwayne Johnson again. When he left the arena, he was Dwayne Johnson. If he did an interview, mm-hmm. he was Dwayne Johnson. He was only The Rock when he was in the arena during the matches or around the crowd. But if you ever watch any dark matches with The Rock, he's not The Rock. He was No, he's not. not he was a comedy act. In dark matches with Stone Cold, house house shows, he was fucking Stone Cold all the time. All the time. And that's why I think there's a difference between those guys and The Rock, uh, Cody Rhodes. Those kind of wrestlers shut their shit off and they, and they go home at the end of the day and call it a job while the other ones live and breathe it. And the ones mm-hmm. that live and breathe it, maybe that wrestling shit catches up to them at some point. Maybe they don't always have the most successful marriage. Maybe they don't have such good relationships yeah, with their kids. Definitely. But as far as a wrestler, these guys make it to the top. You know, and They have to sacrifice a lot to get there, I think. You know, as you were talking, I just had a thought. What if Nick Aldis was a regular roster member on AEW? Do we even see MJF messing with the inner circle? Probably I mean, not, what, but I don't know that. What Aldis would that look like? Circle. Oh my god, what would that look like to have Aldis and MJF next to each other? They're the same kind of character. One's a little more smug than the other. You play that off. Maybe even make them a tag team. I don't know. Maybe have them do some tag team stuff. I could see them holding every piece of gold AEW has and NWA. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. These One's a little more eccentric than the other. One's a little louder. Yeah. All this has kind of like a, a, a like a charisma about him, kind of a, you know, he's he's kind of more, he's got his manners about him. You know, he's got his wits. You know, he's very smart about what he's saying. Yeah, he's very he's careful. A, he's an English gentleman. Yeah, he, he comes in with some logic. He comes in with thought. Even though MJF is very off the top of his head and he says a lot of crazy shit right off the top yeah, of his he head. He's more it's awesome. He's spontaneous as hell. But they are very similar people uh, or similar characters or whatever the hell you want to call it. They just they just live and breathe the business online, offline, social media, not social media, in the crowds, away from the crowd. Always that person. You know, when Nick Aldis showed up on NWA kind of playing the face card a little bit and he was shaking Tim Storm's hand, I was like and then he sw- and then he did the heel switch. Yeah. He hasn't turned back from that. He as soon as no, he not at all. he's been that character the entire time now for almost over a year. It has been over mm-hmm. a year. Year and a half now since he made that flip, he hasn't stopped. He's been full steam ahead with that. Not to mention he has Mickey James as a wife, so he gets to smash that ass. Yeah, and that's, that's true. That's pretty hot. All these wrestlers. Sorry, it always always, always goes back to ass to me. Hey, by the way, speaking of ass, I know you watched Dynamite this week. Tay Conti? Is that where you're going with Oh, this? my God. Can you imagine? Can we take control? back our number one? I, I think I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Sonny Kiss, which nothing takes away except for Tay Conti. Holy crap. I was glued. I could not believe what I was watching. I yeah, thought that, if I would have saw this in December before our show, for our, our awards show, no no chance I would even thought about it. I would have erased the rest of my list. Like, just crossed everyone out. And, except maybe Sonny Kiss and Alexa Bliss. Those two are really hard to, like, cross off the list. But yeah. Ty Conti, when I saw her, like, when she jumped in the ring, and, and, and I was like, where the fuck were you during our, like, best ass? <laughs> like, you literally own the best ass in the entire planet, period. Like, I'm I don't know sure who else. There's, <laughs> like, you got Sonny Kiss, and yeah. then there's, like, Ty Conti, the way the fuck up there. Like, she's just blowing him away. 
I think Sonny, my exact text. Sonny, if you're listening, was, you got some competition, man. You got to work on that ass, I guess. Uh, you got to do something. I don't know. Move to more squats. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That was the exact thing I texted you was, and, and you knew exactly where I was at too. We we're sitting there watching it, you know, dude, I'm moving to Brazil. You know exactly what I, I was knew. Saying. I knew what you were talking about. Cause I was watching it with you at the same time. I had it on <laughs> when you had it on. When you said that, I was like, yeah, I see Ty, Tay Conti's ass, man. I, I got you. Oh man. Looking That's forward to so this. so sexist, Leland. You're so sexist. Shut the fuck up. We dude, like good asses. It's not like I'm going to go I, grab uh, it. My wife knows that. We had to talk about that today. We had to talk about, you know, who who her celebrity crush could be, who her free pass would be. And uh, I think my free pass, well, in my mind, my free is pass is a little. Oh, my God. She actually hit the list. That's for sure. But I, I, I think I, once things open up, I'll be going to too many wrestling events. So it's possible that that won't be able to be on my list. That's okay, though. That ass. Holy shit. But guys, Ooh, you, okay, calm you, down. Got, you didn't say what straight man has a nice ass. Well, straight men usually don't, and you know, don't know what to tell, tell you. you. I was in L.A. last year. I went to a concert, and uh, both my wife and I walk into. We were in Burbank, right across from our hotel. We walk into this uh, Safeway, and uh, getting some groceries. You know how you know how it goes. And I'm standing in line, and I don't know the guy's name, but you remember the dude that played the janitor in, in um, Scrubs? Yeah. Okay, so he's standing right in front of me buying groceries. So I'm a little starstruck, right? I'm like, and I, yeah, I can't be too starstruck because I don't even know the fuck. Well, you're in Burbank, man. You're around all the actors. Yeah, yeah uh, Rachel Drash. I know you know, you're a big SNL fan. I know you know who that is. I had, you know, basically, I sat right next to her having breakfast while she was on the phone the whole time. So, yeah, I kind of a little starstruck going, anyway. About four or five of these firemen come walking in from you know L.A. Burbank firemen, and both my wife and I's head turned. She looks at me, I look at her, and she was embarrassed because she's like, "Oh my god, my husband just saw me looking at these guys." I didn't even let it get out of her mouth. I'm like, "Did you just see those fucking guys?" I'm like, "God, they're hot." <laughs> <laughs> so we had this funny moment because it's like, "Holy shit, those are like, are those supermodels? Those can't be like real firemen. Is that what they do in California?" They fucking firemen in Colorado are all man. like. California, Colorado firemen are all, all like, you know, fat like me and furry. And they're like, hey, I just, I just slammed some beers here. Uh, I guess I'll put out this fire with my uh, dick. I don't know. Hey, oh, hey, yo. I heard if you uh, use more fire against fire. That's right. So anyway, you fun little fire. story. I don't know how me proving that I find another man attractive helps with my sexist argument, but... Uh, you know, I also put in that story a number of times I married my wife, just so you don't think I'm, I'm homosexual. Not that that's a bad thing, but I wanted to put that out there. I don't think it really matters anymore. In, in 2021, I don't think it matters. Who are you to assume what I am? What do you say at the end of every show? Whether you heal, whether you're baby face, you do you. Production.